You're listening to the Plano Pulse, a Plano Chamber podcast keeping you in tune with the heartbeat of the local business community. It's time for the Plano Pulse. We here at the Plano Chamber are working hard to finish out 2020 strong, and we're working hard on our 2021 events now. We would love to partner with you as a sponsor, buy virtual tables for your employees, and many other ways. We'd love to connect with you and get you more information on how you can partner with us on these great events. Find out more at planochamber.org or contact any Plano Chamber staff. Thank you for joining us for Plano Pulse. I'm Lisa Smith, 2020 Chair of the Board for the Plano Chamber. And I'm Steve McSwain, 2020 Chair-Elect for the Plano Chamber Board. I'm excited to be back with Lisa again for today's podcast. And before we introduce our guests, I'd like to take a moment and share a quick message from our episode sponsor, Photography by Misty. Hello, this is Misty with Photography by Misty, here to give you a few quick tips on how to look great in front of my camera or any camera. First of all, drink lots of water. Practice proper posture. You'll look 10 pounds thinner and feel more confident. And also wear well-fitting attire. Want more tips? Check out our vlogs at photographybymisty.com or invite me to the office for a brown bag lunch where we will practice posing tips and tricks. Heck, I'll even bring dessert. Thank you again to Photography by Misty for sponsoring today's episode. Now it's time to introduce you to today's guest. Nancy Baldwin is a Plano-based writer and editor who partners with business owners, organizations, and individuals to grow their personal and professional brands. Nancy has written for the Dallas Morning News, Dallas Style and Design, Texas Home and Living, and Southern Accents. Nancy began her career as an educator, teaching at both the secondary and collegiate levels before moving into corporate positions for JCPenney and home interiors and gifts. A graduate of Leadership Plano, Class 34, Nancy is an active volunteer. She's a member of the Plano Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors, thank you, Nancy, as well as a commissioner on the City of Plano Heritage Commission. Nancy, we're so excited to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Lisa. It's great to be here. Well, let's start by learning more about your business as a freelance writer and editor. Give us a brief overview of the services that you provide for your clients. Thank you, Lisa. I think probably where people know me the best is through the articles that I've written for the Dallas Morning News, Dallas Style and Design Magazine and other media, uh, possibly because they've seen my byline. But my business actually has three different parts to it. Media is one part. Another part is that I work with individuals and I help them with optimized career documents, whether it's a resume, cover letter, LinkedIn profiles. I also edit nonfiction books. A recent one was by author Tom Bronson, and it was called Maximizing Business Value. But where the bulk of my business is, is in working with small businesses. And I'd like to just give you a couple quick examples. In Frisco, there's an event venue called Verona Villa. And I worked with them, first of all, to write their business plan so they could get funding from a bank to found the business. And then I worked with them to write the copy for their website. Another business in Houston is Tritech Engineering. They're a structural engineering firm. I wrote three brochures for their three divisions. Melville Family Foundation is a 501c3, and I help them with editing their quarterly newsletter. And lastly, Springs Global, an $800 million company. I help them with writing product descriptions 
that go on the Home Depot website. So I have three different segments to my business so that I can help people communicate in the best way possible. So is there one segment of that business that you like more than the other? Uh, That's a good question. As long as I can help with getting the message across, that's what to me is most valuable and most exciting, whoever the client is. We touched on this uh, a little earlier, uh, Nancy, but you haven't always been a full-time writer. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your background in education and corporate life and what inspired you to uh, change careers. I started out in education, and I was teaching junior high school, high school, and college. Okay, now I know why you changed. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let me tell you, a tough client is a junior high school student, and if you're a parent, You'll agree with me on that. If we can sell students and sell our kids on an idea or a concept, we can sell just about anybody. But after doing that, I moved to Dallas, and I thought I'd like to expand my learning potential. So I worked for a couple of different large corporations and worked on my business acumen. And what that taught me was how to build business plans, how to do business proposals, how to work with vendors, how to attract clients. But unfortunately, in 2008, as with so many people, the company I was with, Home Interiors and Gifts, filed bankruptcy. I hate it when that happens. But then I decided to go back to my first love and do writing. So I went to school at Collin College. I got a certificate in Internet Marketing, and here I am. Well, you've been your own boss for for about 11 years now. What have you learned from your experience as an entrepreneur and what do you know now that you wish you'd known when, when you got, first got started? That is a great question. I think the most important thing is communication and the value of communication. As business owners, we're all in the business of solving problems for a client. But we can't solve that problem until we know the depth of the problem and what the problem is. So we have to be able to communicate with potential clients and when they do become clients. We need to know their business. We need to be able to ask the right questions. Who is their target customer? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? What's working? What's not working? What is the direction that they want to go in the future? What are their goals? Without knowing that and without being able to communicate and find out about those clients, they won't be a success and we won't be a success. Very insightful. Uh, we we mentioned earlier that you've written for many area publications, including the Dallas Morning News and Texas Home and Living. As a journalist, what topics appeal to you the most and why to write for uh, in these publications? Well, full disclosure, I'm not a hard-hitting investigative journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I write the fun stuff. I write for the Dallas Morning News. I've written for their home section, the garden section. I've written for the food section. And uh, right now I'm writing for the monthly inspired section. So what I do is I learn about people and what's happening in their lives. I've done a lot of interior design, building, architecture, written on a lot of those subjects. But with every article, it's all about the art of living. It's about the people. It's about their personalities. A recent article I did for the Dallas Morning News, I interviewed Ruth Thompson, the founder of Hugs Cafe, and about their mission. And that's what I like most most about whatever topic I'm writing about is learning about the people. 
In addition to being a journalist, you're also a marketing professional helping both companies and individuals grow their brands. Part of that includes resume writing for professionals seeking new opportunities. That must be interesting. Um, can you tell us more, some more about the best resume do's and don'ts and give our, our listeners some tips? I would like to offer a few tips. One of the most important ones is that a resume is not a career seeker's life story. It's a marketing document. LinkedIn profiles are marketing documents. Cover letters are marketing documents. They illustrate branding and who that person is. And again, every business has a problem. They have, they're looking for someone that they want to hire who can provide solutions. So on a resume, a career seeker needs to illustrate they can provide solutions. And they do that by illustrating and writing about their achievements, preferably quantifiable achievements. But it's not just about hard skills. It's about soft skills. Because when a business hires a person, they want to know that that person can mentor and coach and build a team. So in a resume or a LinkedIn profile, we want to show that that person has mentored and coached people that were promoted. Let me give you a couple quick examples. A person who was an engineer that I wrote a resume for, he was at the top of the ceiling. He couldn't get anywhere. He was in his early 50s. He needed to get that message across. After I worked on his marketing documents, within four weeks he had an offer from a company and he accepted that offer. Another person who was in tech, he, was, he loved his company, didn't want to leave, needed to show the value he offered. I worked on his documents. Within six months, he was promoted to chief technology officer. Those are great, great tips, great insight. Uh, as a freelance writer and editor, let's get right into it. Uh, you work with a variety of businesses and professionals. What is your process for onboarding a new client? Well, first, initially, I sit down with them one-on-one -on -one for a consultation, hopefully face-to-face, -face, but sometimes it needs to be done by video or over the phone. And I make it my goal to learn as much about their business and their needs as I possibly can. Who is their target customer? Is the customer that they have right now the one they really want to have? What is that customer looking for? What are their products? What are their services? Have they changed products or services? Do they want to change products or services? What are their goals for the future? The more that I can learn about them, the more I know the value I can offer. And then once we have that discussion, I prepare for them a detailed proposal that tells them what I recommend to do to improve their marketing and their branding and how I'm going to go about it. They review the proposal, and then we go from there. Well, you know, we're living in the age of social media, emails, corporate statements. What are some of the most common mistakes you see individuals or brands making in regards to professional communication? And what should they do instead? There are a couple of different things and tips that I could offer. One of the things that I find to be one of the greatest issues is not understanding when the target customer is changing. Because over years, depending on the business, the customer might change and not addressing those changes. We've seen that with several large retail companies recently that they didn't adapt to the needs of their customer. Another issue is 
just not changing and adapting to market changes. We see this today with some of the difficulties that are going on in our world, that some companies aren't changing and adapting. You will see a company that has the same website for 10 years, or they have the same marketing messages for long periods of time because they're concerned about making changes. So it's important to evaluate the customer, the changes that need to be made, and to make those changes. Great, Nancy. A great uh, insight there. As a professional writer, do you, uh, I've heard of this. I've never experienced it personally, but uh, I've heard about this thing called writer's block. Uh, have you ever had? Have you ever experienced that? And if you have, um, do you have any suggestions for our listeners on how to overcome that? I do have some suggestions. It happens to me rarely, but there are a couple of different things that can happen to prevent that. The first is to make an outline. So whether I'm writing content for a brochure or a website or an article for some media, I make an outline, the old-fashioned kind with Roman numerals, one, two, three, four, with key points that I want to cover in that part of communication, whatever the communication is. That way I have some ideas in my head. Another tip is that where people get stuck, I think, is they don't know how to start. Like, how do I get going on this? Well, there's no rule that says a person has to start at the beginning. Start in the middle. Start two-thirds of the way through, whatever it is. And then once the juices get flowing in your head and a quick look back at the outline will tell you where you need to go, that's where the writer's block will disappear if it was there in the first place. Great tips. Great tips. Well, I know you've probably done countless interviews in your career. Is there a favorite that stands out in your mind? Well, I've interviewed, talked with, uh, or done business with a number of really interesting people. Um, as far as media, I've, I have interviewed a few celebrities Diane Keaton, Academy Award-winning actress. She was uh, interesting and offbeat. Uh, there was Ingrid Hoffman. She's a celebrity s- chef in Miami. Locally, Steve Noviello. You've probably seen him on... Save Me Steve. On <laughs> Fox News 4. But then there's also been a number of local individuals. I mean, Mayor Harry always has some interesting things to say. Uh, Ruth Thompson, I mentioned, at Hugs Cafe. But one of my favorites, Foster Poole. Um, Sadly, he's no longer with us. But he was the founder, with his wife Nancy, of the Sample House stores in Dallas. Delightful individual, interesting, funny. And he gave me some great tips on business. Uh, Wish I could talk with him again. So who who would be your dream interview? Who have have you not interviewed that? you'd love to sit down and have a conversation with? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think I might like to talk with maybe Warren Buffett. I think he would have some interesting insights into business and just overall life in general. Great input, great input. We'd like to know a little bit more about you on a personal level, uh, hobbies or interests outside of work. Um, Someone has, uh, there's a rumor going around that you're a licensed private pilot and a scuba diver. Anything else you'd like to share with us? <laughs> well, that, that's true. I like doing things outdoors. Um, it's tough to be at a desk all day. And uh, as a writer, sometimes I need to get away. I became a private pilot 
because one day my husband came home and he said, well, guess what, honey? Today I bought an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) And the salesperson threw in lessons for both my husband and myself. So I thought, hey, why not? I'll learn how to fly. And that led to scuba diving, and that led to my husband and I riding motorcycles, and um, we just both enjoy getting out and doing exciting things. I used to think that if it wasn't life-threatening, it it wasn't any fun, but now I've kind of changed that. I just like to enjoy the outdoor experience. So what about the scuba diving? The scuba diving has been wonderful because... It's gotten me to a lot of different destinations. My first dive as a scuba diver was a night dive to a wreck in the Caribbean, and it just all got more exciting from there. Wow. Have fun. So, Nancy, uh, getting back on the uh, the private pilots and the, the pilot's license, um, what type of aircraft is it, and what, where's the furthest you've flown it? Uh, The aircraft um, that we owned and also that I learned in was a Cessna 182. And we took trips around the United States. Uh, We went to uh, Minnesota and Montana. And um, I can tell you it's really a lot of fun when you can just go to an airport, take your bags, walk out on the tarmac, get on the plane, no lines, no check-in, nothing like that. But that was a lot of fun. That's great. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, the, the publications that you've written for in the past. And um, the Dallas Morning News has obviously evolved. What do, you, what do you see the future? I mean, a lot of publications, newspapers, magazines have uh, evolved, uh, particularly recently with electronic media. How do you see Dallas Morning News future? And how, how can they remain relevant to uh, today's audience, which is much younger and it's more dynamic and it's changing and things like that? Whatever the media is. Just like with companies, it's important to adapt, particularly in this time. And what you've seen with the Dallas Morning News, within the last few years, they now have an online version. I have a neighbor who subscribes only to the online version, although some people do like to still hold a newspaper in their hands. It's also important that whatever the media is, that they understand the type of content that their client, their customers want to read? And also, is their customer changing, just like with any business? If they want to reach a different demographic, if they want to reach a different age group, then articles need to follow whoever that is. And that's what the Dallas Morning News is. Uh, The Inspired section, which I write for, is new. It's about six months old, and it's monthly, and it offers uplifting stories during this difficult time that we're all facing. And that's something that people want to hear. They don't want to hear just doom and gloom. They want to hear inspiring stories about what people in the community are doing. How do newspapers adjust to the new challenges of less and less revenue and and not having those those writers on staff? So does that open up more opportunities for for writers like you who are freelance writers. It does open up new opportunities and more exciting opportunities for for freelancers. It also brings new opportunities for the people that are still on staff because very often they're doing double duty. And as far as revenue, when a media goes online, then there are advertisers that advertise online. So they're not just struggling to find advertisers that will be in the print section. They're also attracting advertisers who want to reach an online audience. 
That's great, Nancy. Thanks for uh, letting us know about that. And um, with the proliferation of uh, different types of media and information sources from Twitter to LinkedIn and all the other things you mentioned before, how, how has uh, writing uh, evolved with um, those types of media as well as podcasts and things like what we're doing today? That's a great question. Right. It's becoming more important for writers to be able to target an audience and also to optimize the content for searchability. And that's more than just using keywords and phrases, long tail phrases. It's also understanding the um, what phrases, words that the audience will want to hear according to their demographic. And it's important that scripts re be written to target a particular demographic. It's also important, and that, that extends also to career documents, which what must be optimized for searchability and also for applicant tracking systems. So whoever the writer is, they need to be able to address those issues and challenges. So, Nancy, do you look at those job descriptions? Do, do you, you get more specific with the people you work with? Is, is there, a, if there's a, a uh, an opportunity that one of your clients is looking at specifically, do you look at that job description and cater the resume specifically to that position that, that your client might be interested in with that, that search optimization? Yes, absolutely. One of the things that I stress with career seekers is that they target a particular industry and that they target a particular position. There's a saying that if you don't know where you're going, you're not going to get there. And I work with each client to understand what their career goals are. And I give them a questionnaire to fill out that asks them specifically, what are their goals? What industries? What are the specific titles of the positions they're looking for so that we can target their brand statement and their achievements to that particular position. That's great. Thanks again, Nancy. And uh, we also want to uh, give special thanks to Photography by Misty for her part for their partnership in, in today's episode sponsor of Plano Pulse. If you'd like to join Photography by Misty as a Plano Pulse sponsor and get your business in front of our listeners, contact the team at the Plano Chamber of Commerce. That's about all the time we have for today. Nancy, thank you again for joining us today. It was a fascinating discussion. And thank you so much for your service on the, the Plano Chamber of Commerce Board. Thank you for giving your time and your talents to the Chamber. Thanks so much for tuning into Plano Pulse. Please let us know what you think, share with your friends and colleagues, and be sure to tune in for our next episode. Hey everyone, Kelly Marcellus here, your President and CEO of the Plano Chamber. Are you looking to kickstart your Friday morning with dozens of local business owners and professionals? Set your alarm and join us for our weekly business interchange meetings for virtual networking worth waking up early for. Meetings are held at 7.30 a.m. every Friday morning on Zoom. Join us and share your 30-second commercial promoting your business and be the first to hear what's going on with other local businesses. Visit planochamber.org to learn more and we'll see you next Friday.